Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Hey, everybody. <laughs> a rocky start today. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Direct Message with A Creative DC. We are live on Full Service Radio, broadcasting from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan in Washington, DC. You can listen in every week on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. and anytime at fullserviceradio.org. So this weekly podcast is a dedicated dive into the A Creative DC hashtag feed. It's time spent with the people and projects who populate this city digitally and IRL. And I'm your host, Morgan West. I'm founder and director of the A Creative DC Project. We are on Instagram and Twitter at A Creative DC, and we have a million plus strong hashtag feed across social media. And what does that mean? So it means that when you scroll through the A Creative DC hashtag feed on Twitter, on Instagram, you're accessing perspective on this city. It's visual on Instagram, it's informational on Twitter, and when you use the Creative DC hashtag feed on your, or the Creative DC hashtag on your posts, you're adding your perspective on the city alongside a million other examples of creative community and creative economy. So the hashtag democratizes visibility, we're so fancy today, um, amongst emerging projects and institutions. So you're as likely to find posts from a Smithsonian museum as you are from someone with a little corner set up for their craft in the side of their apartment, or you know somebody who's kind of like a weekend hobbyist or someone who paints from their studio in Northeast or Northwest or Southwest or Southeast. So you're getting a wide, but not comprehensive, but a wide kind of zoomed out take on what creative economy looks like in this city whether that's workshops or murals or food or events or visuals or art or design or zines, which we're going to talk a lot about today. We worked to shift perception of what all of that looks like here in Washington, D.C. We definitely could not do that alone. This is a community-based project. Um, we're really just here to amplify the content that's going into that hashtag feed. And this week, we are Zooming in with today's guest, Malika Garib. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. You are just amazing, and I'm so excited to <laughs> talk about all of your everything today. Um, I'm going to kind of start with a little bio that really isn't even kind of going to cover the spectrum of what you do, but it's a start. So Malika is an artist and zine maker and arts organizer. Um, she's organizer, co-founder of the DC Art Book Fair Collective. She's author of a forthcoming graphic memoir. This is so exciting. I haven't, we haven't talked about this. We haven't seen each other in real life in a while. I so know. I've been hiding in a hole. <laughs> well, on it. I would imagine. Yeah. Finishing up a graphic memoir. It's titled, I Was There American Dream. So cartoons about a first-generation Egyptian-Filipino-American trying to be everything her parents hoped she'd be. It is out next summer? May 2019. Wow, yeah. May 2019. Um, so you also may know her from her five-year running zine project, um, Runcible Spoon. So she has kind of been doing the work of drawing national attention to kind of creative and art projects that are happening in D.C. She's been doing that for a really long time. Um, so I'm excited to dive into all of this and... All of that said, we haven't even really broached your career, creative career, uh, not even day job, but like career (laughs) 
<laughs> and kind of how, what the work that you do there um, and how you integrate creativity into that. So we have a lot to talk about today. Sure, yeah, I'm game. This is fun. Awesome. Cool. All right. So I don't even really quite know where to start. So if you've been following along with the Creative DC for long, for, you know, for a little while, we've actually, we've interviewed you before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's up on our blog. So I was kind of rereading through that today and that was kind of a neat little walk down memory lane. <laughs> um, but that was really focused on Runcible Spoon. So do you want to maybe talk about that? Because I feel like that was yeah. maybe your first kind of yeah. major, major project. So um, when I first moved to D.C., I started the Runcible Spoon because I felt like I wanted to find the creative community in D.C. And that's where we first met, um, you know, through your work at Panda Head. And, and that actually making the zine like like finding the writers for it, finding the artists for it, like hustling it uh, to stores around town, um, you know, being at Zine Fest, that was kind of like a welcome to the DC Arts Community 101 for me. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And I think that, um, you know, the people who worked on the zine, like we, they like had other creative projects and some moved, some people moved to New York. Um, and so the project, you know, isn't as going as strong as it was, but we've created 14 issues that we're really proud of. We've wow. been in, um, we've like represented DC and like the New York times and Sever magazine and Washington post. And, um, it's been a really fun ride. Uh, we still sell them the, the zine like on Etsy. Um, we have back issues, but we really, I really sh- focused my issue now to like my, um, my focus now on like other creative projects. And I think that it's totally okay to let go of an old creative project and like start on a new one. Like the only person you need to be true to is yourself and like, mm. don't feel if like a project starts to get, to become an obligation, then I think it's a sign for you to move on. Oh, that's such good advice. Because it is hard, right? It's almost like with a great project comes great responsibility somehow. And I feel like there is this kind of, there's like a sense of obligation that like sometimes can be a good driving factor, but then sometimes is like, do I have to keep doing this forever? Yeah, exactly. Am I going to be 85 years old, like blogging about interiors like how do I how do I gently get out of this gently like backtrack yeah Yeah. I think it's like I think it's sometimes nice I try to remind myself that you want to like leave people on a high like leave on a good note like exit a party at the height of it you know Ooh, excellent that's just I mean I'm telling myself that so yeah it's good you're (laughs) telling me too I'm (laughs) I think we all need that um so runcible spoon so it's still kicking in some capacity and where can we kind of look at this and so also just to kind of break down runcible spoon was a food and fantasy zine yeah right so i mean dive into a little bit of what that oh yeah i totally forgot to tell you about what the zine is about um it's all about (laughs) food and fantasy we made up recipes we did really stupid things like um we did a photo shoot where we took like um, the zine, then we like smashed jello on it and threw it from like a window. We did like a taco pinata. We just did like a lot of crazy stuff. We got like really cool artists that we really admired to just like submit stuff to us. We got this artist um, named Chris Maggio, who you should you should find him on Instagram. He's amazing, but he made this like seven foot hot dog for us. Um, so it was that kind of stuff. It was really like weird and, and zany and cool and zany yeah. is the best word. Yeah, it is. It so is awesome. it's is it Runcible Spoon the Runcible Spoon. It's it's a uh, the the runcible spoon dot info. info. Is where okay, you can find all the information. Great, yeah, you guys should definitely look this up. It's amazing. Um, plug for I, I forget which which issue it was, but um, my creative partner at the time, Neil I Lawson, and I did, walked around Adams Morgan. That was so good. That was one of my favorite stories. That was so much fun, and we just t- we tasted coffee, the cheapest, the cheap 
coffee yeah it was like disgusting coffee yeah cheap gross coffee in adams morgan's right (laughs) we walked around and i mean i think we spent like four and a half dollars on like you know six and a half cups of coffee (laughs) that's the kind of quality journalism you'll get at the runcible spoon there you go yeah so good so guys you can check that out it's it's amazing uh but runcible spoon.info um and you can kind of keep up with malika's current projects on her channel so we haven't said this yet but you are on twitter and instagram at m a l a k a g h R-I-B? G-H-A-R-I-B. G-H-A-R-I-B. Yeah, just Malika Garib, my name. You can. There's only one me. There's only one me. Oh, yeah. It's true. There <laughs> is only one you. So let's let's start there. Let's kind of focus this back on you. So this is, um, Runcible Spoon is like a hugely collaborative project. And that kind of set a, you know, that kind of set wheels in motion. And, and just to kind of, to what we were saying earlier. So it's like you've been featured in that that zine was featured in some pretty amazing places. Yeah. Um, and so I can't imagine that it wasn't just this great kind of runway for you to start integrating other projects and learning how to market them. But one thing I want to focus on is that you talk about food. So it's food and fantasy, right? And so like around 2010, like DC really was kind of starting to get national headlines for its food, yeah. like for restaurants and all these things. And what is so fascinating to me is how you were kind of part of that zeitgeist, but you really were focusing it on like art. Mm-hmm. like the art component. So how is that? I don't know. What's that been like? How have you been able to kind of like, you're talking about, you know, using the zine to like find the DC creative community and then DC's kind of like, you know, kind of rising once again in prominence in a way that like it hadn't in a while. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Cause I don't really have a clear question, obviously. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that um, there's, I think there's two things I would say. I think that the, the zine was a reaction against, um, against the, the pomp and circumstance of very fancy food that mm. was emerging around the time of 2010 or so. I think that we were just a bunch of poor, just grads, like, you know, living in the city with like $30,000, $30,000 a year incomes like you can't you can't live on that uh, in DC and uh, we just wanted to do something like creative and 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 fun and then the other part of it is um, using art to express uh, food I think that because we weren't we didn't really I mean like yeah we weren't we're not chefs or anything we just <laughs> we know we know art better than food so I think that that was our entry in that's just like a little cool. box put a box around it it's good yeah. yeah art is an entry in um and again kind of you know your work is so i love that it's kind of like a very personal take on like this sort of food zeitgeist and food interest um and now you're working on a project that i'm sure is in some ways collaborative but you're putting out a graphic memoir so like what is that like this is like fully malika focused yeah it's it's crazy i've always been like a um like a very much like 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 just like a like a gatherer of people and voices and ideas and like um, I have a type A personality so I like to like get everyone together and like do a thing um, so like make a zine or like do like a book fair or whatever but or um, K-pop night yeah K-pop <laughs> night um, <laughs> my favorite I love K-pop I love K-pop so much um, I uh, to do the book on my own I think that's one thing that I've I think that I came across the realization this is so cheesy, but like I realized I was an artist in the past couple of years. Like I, I need to um, create things and draw things because to express my feelings. And I think that the reason why this book came out is because in the past 
few years, I felt that there's this disconnect about how people in America feel about immigrants, and I felt like it just was so different from my my upbringing and and what I've come to value and know in as adult. Like um, people have one image of Asians or Muslims, and it's just so. If they only knew, then then maybe they would know. I um, and I think I started making illustrations um, on my fa- my Instagram account, uh, just expressing like, you know, what my dad, the Muslim man that America fears, what he's like. He likes wearing jorts and he likes <laughs> Tom Hanks, and you know, he's just a normal guy, like like anyone. Um, and then they started resonating, but not just with like Filipino Egyptians, but also like Nigerian Americans and like, you know, Mexican Americans. And I realized that I had something like I was saying something that 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 was powerful. And, um, you know, the way that Instagram works is that like that can really be your like your ticket. Yeah. And uh, somebody saw my Instagram and said, like, hey, um, you should pitch this as a book. And I was like, no, that's crazy. And then <laughs> it ended up happening. So, yeah, there not, we have it. Not so crazy. Yeah, not so all. crazy after all. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's really amazing. And the premise sounds fantastic. Um, again, so it, and it now has its own Instagram feed. Yeah. So at I was their American dream. Yeah. And so are we looking at kind of like previews there or workshopping through the book? When I um, I have this, there's like the initial drawings that I made that like, um, you know, in the beginning and then I have like, like now I'm just like screen grabbing my process. But um, after the inking is done, which is in a month, then I'm going to start like putting together new cartoons and sort of build my account. That sounds so cheesy, but like, yeah, I'm going to focus on that for the next year. So by the time the book publishes, there's, there's enough like um, groundswell to like be, get people excited I guess oh yeah. that's so sounds so lame but no I mean, not at all and yeah. honestly uh, I, I'm already people who are excited <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it looks great and you guys please make sure you check this out um, at I was their American dream um, you can see there's like a sneak peek of the cover which looks phenomenal by the way um, and if you go to Malika's uh, personal Instagram um, it is on there too and that is at Malika Garib Oh, that's so exciting. Well, I love what you said about kind of Instagram being a ticket, right? Or even if it's just like a place where you're putting things out publicly, because I mean, again, just kind of having followed or followed along with like your creative career for so long now. I mean, you are somebody who um, and I, th- I use this word always as a compliment, but you are you are very prolific in terms of output. So you were just <laughs> oh traveling. God. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't take it. But it's I mean, it's amazing, though, because and it's also interesting how sometimes it takes us some time to get, I mean, I still struggle with like calling myself an artist or, you know, kind of like what that means to me and all of those things. But from where I'm standing, like, of course, yes, you're an artist and you just seem to be kind of driven to create and make things kind of whatever circumstances you're in. Right. So if you scroll through your Instagram feed, you've got like Malika's little book stand that looks like maybe that just happened on your desk and it's just like a tiny pile of tiny zines. My hands are like, can't be idle. Like I'm like, I'm always like making something like I, I can't just like, I don't know. Dar- my cu- my husband Darren always tells me that like not everything you don't have to like hu- like turn everything into a thing. You can just like like be. And I'm like, no, I want to like make everything. But you can't. No. I yeah. I think that is like an excellent quality. So, uh, speaking of your husband, you guys just came back from like a giant European trip and the American Handbook to Europe: A Practical Guide by Malika F. Gurib. <laughs> this is something that kind of came out of that. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, we made a big rookie mistake. We asked. We went to a cafe and it was like so cool and then we're like can we have one coffee please and they're like okay but like what kind and I was like just coffee please and they're like well 
macchiato, like Americano. <laughs> like, it seems like you want an Americano. And I was just like, <laughs> all right, well, yeah, I do want an Americano. If only I had an illustrated guidebook to yeah. have walked me <laughs> through this. Exactly. So that's what you can find in my um, Instagram zine. Yes, your Instagram zine mm-hmm. output. Output. That I will again make fancier than than need be but you can really keep an eye on her on her multiple projects and her multiple output (laughs) i had a breaking point with my family where i was like i just can't be with them anymore like i need like a break and so i made this flyer um basically like if you like what what was it it was just like like um like need help from your need a break from your family here's what you need what do you need like a drink and it's like one of those those flyers where you like has the frilly end where you can just tear off what you need it's perfect so guys sincerely scroll through her feed it is like she's got this yeah a, a tearaway yeah like tear a tearaway, tearaway kind tearaway of things flyer. you see around the neighborhood i want to make more of those around dc oh I've, they're so good please do it yeah, she's got it like gorilla ones stuck to a, a light pole with a piece of gum and it says traveling with family need help take one <laughs> yeah a damn you need a damn break yeah you need you need a drink a snack you need a plane ticket a cat nap this is just very good i'm just saying this is like this is your this is a new book idea but i'm sure you have four to five of those every single day uh well very cool okay so we're going to head to break um if you guys are just catching up hang on through the music um but we are here in studio today with malika garib so she is a prolific zinester she's an artist she's a cartoonist she's an illustrator um i love what she said earlier she's somebody who who can't not do stuff and who <laughs> brings people together to do that um when we come back after the break We're going to talk more about some of her creative projects. We're going to talk about how she integrates this creativity into her her career. Her, I mean, it's all a real life career, but it's all a real life life career. Anyways, more with Malika Guri when we get back. You're listening to Direct Message with A Creative DC, and I am Morgan West. Today's break music is by Morris. Find his music at soundcloud.com slash pmorris. DC native in LA right now. We'll be right back with direct message on full service radio.
Hey guys, welcome back to Direct Message with A Creative DC. I'm Morgan West. I am in studio today with Malika Garib. Hi. Hello. Hi again. This is so great having you here. Um, again, I've been keeping an eye on Malika's work for so long, and it's been a, a long time since we've kind of caught up. So uh, we started out talking about the Runcible Spoon and how that was kind of like her entree into using her entree. <laughs> food, food pun yeah. unintended, but I'll, I love it. I'll do it now. I'll take it. Um, that was her entree into using art um, to kind of transmit personal narrative, right? And putting it out uh, in a way that people could take in however they wanted to. So you, you do a mix of, it's so much hands-on, right? And like art creation with you, but you're also pretty adept at using, like very adept at using social to get to the point across. And that also kind of reflects in your, in your day to day with your, with the work that you do. So can you talk about like your career, career stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so in DC, everyone has like a somewhat like, well, most people have like a pretty serious job. I mean, like this is a place of government and industry and nonprofits and stuff. So like everyone else, I have sort of a day job and I work at uh, NPR as an editor and I, um, I cover, war, disease, and poverty. Um, so it's kind of serious and different from um, from what I do in my creative life, but I've recently tried, started to um, bring those two worlds together. And uh, just last week, actually, I challenged the um, global development community, which is researchers and economists, to join me in making a crowdsourced zine about gender and humanitarian aid. Wow. And they actually delivered. Like, we have, like, 20 pages of zine. Unbelievable. Um, so on my, how did my this... Twitter. Yeah. Okay, and her Twitter is Malika Garib. So, like, how did you do this? What was the call that went out? Did well, you use the NPR channel? The NPR no, channel? No, no, I just used my channel. <laughs> I basically said, like, you know, like, wouldn't it be great to make, like, zines about global development? And, like, we could just really distill down what we're talking about and just, like, a few talking points and, like, get the point across. Mm. And then um, people were like, I love this idea. And it was like, all right, like, I'm going to challenge you. Like, make one page of this zine. It ends in 24 hours. Like, don't spend more than five minutes on it. Like, it needs to be, like, four by two inches, like, hand-drawn only, go. Wow. Yeah. That's so, phenomenal. It was really fun, because, like, I that was, like, the first time, just the last week, that I felt like my creative life and my personal life, my creative life and my work life was, like, meshed together. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It Like, it really is. That's very cool. You try to, like, suppress your use. If you're an artist and you have, like, a serious day job, you always try to suppress that part of you at work because you want to be seen as serious. Or, And I think that that's just, like, such a travesty because your creative side is what makes you think differently. Mm. So you should be able to feel that way at work, too. Absolutely. Gosh, yes. And that's just so relevant, I think, in, in D.C. Kind of, wow. We, I feel like we could talk about that for another four hours. <laughs> um <laughs> However, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that um, the last time I interviewed Malika was actually back in 2015 when we still had an Creative DC blog component going. Um, and one thing that we, we definitely talked about was, again, this like very DC dichotomy of having kind of like a creative side project or a creative project that, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not relegated to the side in your heart, <laughs> but it's it's maybe not what you're spending eight to ten hours a day on. Um, and something that I, I love that you said then that I think sounds like it's still equally relevant now, as you said, I get to do work on issues I believe in and causes that benefit the greater good. I also get to use my strongest skill sets, writing, editing, being creative and working with visuals. I can't give up one for the other. So I make both work. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's yeah. really amazing. Yeah. I think that it's really, um, you know, like I used to actually work for this ad agency and we had this, 
we had a horrible client who was like super evil and corporate and like I'm just really glad that I'm not doing that anymore and um and uh yeah getting to write about issues I actually care about although yesterday I wrote about Kanye West tweeting about the UN but at least I was writing about the UN yeah there you go there we go keeping it keeping it relevant yeah um and I love what you said before actually so when you kind of put this um when you put the zine challenge out recently to this community, um, you talked about kind of getting straight to the point, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a, you 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 have, what did you say? You have 24 hours. You yeah. have this amount of space. It has five to be minutes, handwritten. Yeah, five minutes. Um, I don't know. That's so interesting to me because I really think that, you know, it, it's just zines. They have like such a way of like kind of distilling down. It's. I don't, I absolutely don't want to use the word palatable because that's like not what I'm going for, but it's almost like it's a fun way to like mm. take in information and in like, it's a, I don't know. Can you help me? I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to row down a river. I don't know quite where I'm going I with think this. That one, of, one of the reasons why I like zines as a medium, as a format is because like it forces, it gives you the constraints and the format to express the maximum thing you want to say in the minimal amount of space. Mm. I mean, you can make a zine as long as you want, but like. Ultimately, if you just want to make uh, zines are meant to be simple flyers folded together and passed out. And if you what is it that you want to say in that in that medium? And I think that like giving people who don't who like who just like have never interacted with a zine before and like asking them to to sort of adapt their messaging to fit this new format. That's a fun challenge. It and is. it's um, it kind of helps you break outside of the box in your normal thinking of communications. Wow, absolutely. And so I do. I would absolutely consider you a zine expert like (laughs) like you are the subject matter expert here if you guys are just joining us we're in studio today with Malika Garib she is just got an amazing she's she's amazing she's amazingly creative she's an artist she's an illustrator she's a cartoonist she's the author of an upcoming graphic memoir titled I was there American dream Um, and we're actually just kind of getting to the heart of her being a zine expert so this all started with Runcible Spoon you know straight on through till her graphic novel um, she just describes zines as a format to express a maximum amount of information in a minimum amount of space, which I thought was very cool. Um, and you are co-founder of the DC Art Book Fair. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that and art books and zines and how did that come about? Yeah. So every time I go to the uh, DC Art Book Fair, one of my, I mean, at DC Zine Fest, which is one of my favorite events of the year in DC, it's wonderful. It's just like so packed. And like, I think like like the the love for zines is real it's like very much there and I, I just thought that like now within like the popularity of zines like there are now subgenres and in in that is art books and um like art books yeah like DIY art books which are are also zines but like another kind of zine like a like a, another subgenre and i thought that um in the same vein as the LA art book fair and the New York art book fair why can't DC have its own art book fair mm. tokyo has an art book fair um we have a lot of really talented people in this region like we can just I mean, no one called it, so I just said, like, <laughs> so why don't we do dibs. it? Yeah, I, we I actually, like, consulted with some of the Pyramid books and some other folks and said, like, hey, has this happened before? And they're like, no, go for it. So awesome. we were just like, let's Very do it. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and so just to backtrack the tiniest little bit, so DC Zine Fest. Um, so this is, like, another kind of annual event, and it really, I love what you said, it's super packed because that is testament to kind of how many talented people there are in this yeah, area and region yeah. who are contributing to, like, this specific medium. Right. Um, so that typ- is that typically at St. Stephen's yeah, Church? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so how cool, so Z- Zine Fest has gotten kind of, like, so big that you saw this opportunity to, to really kind of fill another gap here in D.C. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Um, 
one of the things I remember about this that stuck with me is I feel like um, in 2016 was the first year that you guys did it. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I listened to a podcast or a recording that somebody had taken and you guys did it like right before election day. During. Oh, oh, after after election day. After election day. Okay. Can you talk about that experience a little bit? Not to like be the one to like always drag out like where were you on election day? Um, I think it it was after it was after it was the weekend after the elections and I think that people in DC were feeling um, uh, pretty pretty dejected and uh, to see that energy challenge channeled into the art book fair and supporting the local arts um, I think that people really needed it. I think that people um, a lot of the tablers um, used, uh, like, were giving donations to various progressive groups mm-hmm. and um, various charitable organizations, um, made a lot of pins with political slogans, and it was just a really healthy and a healthy way to cope um, by digging into the local community and feeling this sense of togetherness after the elections. I think it wow. was perfect timing yeah. same thing with the with last year we did um it was shortly after the me too um stuff happened and uh we had a feminist library that my friend allison bates um had put together with her friend and that was just immensely popular like i mean it was like by far every just people who walked by it like just couldn't believe that there was like a free feminist library wow so it was it was really nice that's very cool yeah and so you guys definitely have plans to do it again this year yeah super exciting so is, there's a website up yes um it's a tumblr it's just, tumblr. you can just look up dc art book fair cool yeah awesome um Wonderful. Well, we will look it up. And so can people apply there to take part in it? Oh, yeah. Or is it? Okay. Definitely. We, um, we are always looking for new and different tablers. Um, and uh, we are also very particular about getting people of color to join the art book fair. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Everybody look them up. They're doing a very special thing with that. Um, Malika, this is so great. Is there anything we haven't talked about that we should definitely talk about um, in our time hmm. together? Um, let's see. I um, don't think so. I think we covered everything. Everything you've ever done. Everything I've ever, ever done. Ever. So exciting. Yeah. Well, congratulations again on this graphic memoir kind of nearing completion. And we're yeah. all so excited to kind of keep up with that and purchase it when it comes out in May mm-hmm. 2019. 2019. <laughs> And, and before then, we, we're going to have another 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 episode of the DC Art Book Fair. Anything else? Just daily life. Just keep an eye on her Instagram and Twitter. Again, yeah. this woman is like constantly. I'm going to start creating. my guerrilla flyer campaign. Just my tear flyer. Good. Yeah. I anxiously Maybe. await <laughs> one that speaks yeah. specifically to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys, you can keep up with Malika at Malika Garib um, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can follow the DC Art Book Fair on Tumblr. Do you want to give a plug for work stuff too? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can you can uh, follow me on Twitter, and I only tweet about work for the most part. So, but there we go. But again, it's, it's fun, fascinating. It's, it's interesting stuff. It really yeah. is. I yes. think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. So so do that. And thank you so much for coming over here today. Thank you so much for it's having great me. Great to see you. Yeah. We should go walk around Adams Morgan and drink seventy four cent <laughs> coffee. <laughs> after this sounds great (laughs) we'll reminisce all right guys so the big takeaways from today are share your perspective put it on paper get it out put it on your social Uh, Malika I think you're an inspiration in terms of constant constant creation so thank you for coming and sharing sharing your perspective today so guys that's it you can expect direct message every single week we'll be back next Wednesday at 1pm you can hear us live um, or you can stream anytime at fullserviceradio.org we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at A Creative DC and online at acreativedc.com. 
This project would not exist in any form, digital or otherwise, without perspective outside of our own. Uh, and we're so grateful to be able to take these weekly dives into the A Creative DC hashtag feed. Huge, huge thanks to our friends and partners at Full Service Radio. Guys, this is officially direct message season two, by the way. <laughs> hey, thanks, Jack. <laughs> you can follow along with Full Service and the entire Full Service Radio lineup for season two at fullserviceradio.org at Full Service Radio on Instagram and at Full Service RDO on Twitter. Until next week, I'm Morgan West and this has been Direct Message with A Creative DC. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.